No outline? Here we go. All right. Well, <laughs> All right. I guess it'll be another freeform episode then. And 61. <laughs> 61. Lots of fun. Yeah. I'm Naomi. I'm Liz. And we're the Run Galley Girls. And good morning. We're yeah. so happy to be here. Um, we are going to talk to you about running and stuff today. <laughs> Naomi, it just started her nine weeks. I think it still technically it's was still 10, 10 from Sunday. Okay. But like, it was kind of like, well, what counts here? Because we, cause yeah. I, didn't, I didn't start the plan until well, we just right. finally looked at it. But you were for, you were running enough, so yeah. so Naomi is starting her ten miler training for the GW Parkway. GW Parkway Classic. Yeah. Which will be so exciting. And you only have what, eight more weeks of tax season? Right. Which is great. Just under. <laughs> um I think we officially made some decisions about March and uh, just we'll do some run chat. I have been, let me tell you. Exhausted. Pregnancy is Aww. kicking my butt. So um, that sucks. And work. Work is kicking my butt too. But yeah. so we'll just we'll talk a little bit about the 10K training plan and how we're adapting it for the 10 miler. Um, because it's not exactly the same. No. Like a 10 miler is not a half marathon. No. But it's also not a 10K. And so it's kind of it's kind of weird. And depending on where you are speed-wise, mm-hmm. it can be a lot more, like, percentage-wise. Or I guess it's always that percent more. But, like, like it can either be threshold or it can or it can either be, like, what's the what you can hold for an hour? Lactate yeah, lactate threshold. threshold. So it can either be lactate threshold or it can be threshold threshold, which is like threshold pace, which is what you do a half marathon in. Yeah, I was thinking that because I was just thinking how it does depend on like where you are, what your fitness is, and like because it can be closer to a half marathon for a lot of people. So training-wise, you might want to stick to closer to half marathon training. But in like my most recent 10-miler, which was Army 10 2022, which I wasn't training for. I was training for a marathon. Mm -hmm. So I didn't do a ton of speed work in that cycle, in that build. But I did have some similar workouts to what, um, like what's yeah. on the plan. And then I had, I averaged uh, 42 and a half miles a week the month of September. So yeah. it was volume, like 70, 170 miles so, that month is volume that kind of got yeah. me to that hundred, that one hour and 20 minute so, run. First thing ever, first thing to the kind of plug is if you are looking at training for a 5K or 10K or even up to a 10 miler, because I actually use the 5K, 10K book for my first 10 miler. Um, and I just adjusted my long runs. So that's all I did mm-hmm. because I also, I did 10K in September, like September 20th. And then I was doing a 10 miler October 9th or whatever. Yes, yeah. Army 10. Right? Something like that. Yeah. And so I just wanted to get to the distance. Uh, first plug is go buy Jeff yes. Galloway's 5K, 10K book. It is a great book to have on hand. It's a great one to come back to in off seasons. Yeah. The, even the longest, like the 5K plan is only eight weeks, which is really nice. He's got um, um, plans for every pace um, yeah. or like every kind of it like ex- interval of how um, – of, of your, you know, what your goal pace is. Yeah, it explains really well how to do the magic mile. Mm-hmm. It explains really well how to do, um, how to make a leap of faith goal, like, within there. So if you're not quite at the magic mile that would get you the time goal that you want, you can, like, make a leap of faith goal in there. Like, I remember my magic mile wasn't quite getting me where I wanted. I made the leap of faith, and by the end, my magic mile was much faster. That's yeah, yeah, you kind of go, you kind of shoot a little yeah. higher, especially if you have with a five k, with a five k. Yeah, so um, and so he updated the book. Um, by the way, it's there's an updated version out there. It was updated 2020, so that's the one I have. It's got I a think green that's cover. One I have. Yeah, that's okay. it, so it's got the light, the minty green yeah. cover. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one I, I. So this is the book I've bought like seven or eight copies. Yeah. I like give it to give people. it out. And when we were actually in Atlanta, I grabbed another copy of it and had him sign it. So yeah. now I have that book signed. I know. That's the only disappointment is that I – so I did order – and, Mom, I know you're listening, but I ordered you one too. But I ordered him, and I wanted to, like, go get him signed or go get him from yeah. Jeff. And, like, the website wasn't – his website wasn't working, and so I went on Amazon. And I'm he like, still well, gets bring, it from Amazon. Yeah, he'll, he'll still, still get it. He'll still get the so. – I know. But I have – but it's like you can have the option to sign it through his website. Oh, so I was like, okay, yeah. well, then we'll have to go back down to Atlanta and 
and take my books with me and have him sign are we, them. Are we changing our mind about March? <laughs> so Brian and I actually, yeah. like, Brian's, like, working or has something almost every weekend. And then, like... Does he have shows and stuff and work shows and shows? Shows and work yeah. and, and things every weekend. And then, you know, he's like, well, and you have your Atlanta trip. And I was like, I don't think we're going. And then he's like, oh. But then, like, I don't know. And then I was like... I was, like, last night, because I saw some pictures of a baby shower with, like, a, that was just a party that was co-ed, like, a evening party. And I was like, man, is that what I wanted? So it's, like, dumb. Like, so then I got really sad that he's got doing all this stuff and I have nothing. Nothing? <laughs> you have a baby shower. I know. I know. But, like, then, like, you know, it's just hard. It's just, you It know. is. Well, it's also because, like, you're looking at it. It's, like, it's really different when... So, like, he's having, like, a little bachelor party thing. Like, guys weekend. A yeah. guys weekend. And, you know, which... But I'm expecting but a baby. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's a big difference. Like, you're not going to go drinking and partying. Right. So, it's different. You can't really have that celebration right. or that pre-baby, like, you can have a baby shower, which you're, we right. are throwing you. Right. Your sister and sister-in-law and me, but... Yeah. But you and don't... it's going to be awesome. It will be. But... Yeah, it's like it sucks that right. you know you you have to your whole focus has to have like this different right, and he's like doing all this like, all kinds of fun last stuff. before the baby right, and I'm like, okay, when was my last before the baby? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that didn't get any of that because I was like so worried about getting the baby. Pregnant. Yeah, like you just know? the struggle. So, Aww, well, yeah. I'm sorry. And then That's we're trying we're trying to figure out like he's like, well, do you want to do something in August for our for, like, yeah. our, you know, anniversary, like, a wedding-ish celebration. Reception. I was like, I do, but I don't want to be the only one planning it. You're asking me as if, do you want to do it? You need to plan it. <laughs> Together, <laughs> yeah. Well, then no, you gotta, he's, like, ask, yeah. he's, but the way, you know, yeah. I know that's not what he means. Yeah. But, like, that's how it feels on my shoulders. And I'm like, I can't I plan one more thing. I think for guys, like, for wedding reception stuff, I think you have to throw specific um, things for them. Because unless the guy is, like, a super wedding planner, which I don't know many guys like that, but... Yeah, but you give I them like here's the things you should go do. You should go get the music. You should go get the. You decide on the drinks. You decide on yeah. who you're getting for food or whatever. Like give him yeah. some, and he'll go out and do those. And you know, then you do the other the things that you want to do. Which if you want to have a party, but with like decorations um, yeah, or flowers then, or whatever. And then it's like it's like okay, but like I I want to do it. But then it's like we it's also, also money. just want right. And we just want to <laughs> get a bigger house. And it's like, yeah. okay, we could do, we could throw this for like five, five grand, I would think. Like, throw a pretty nice party that's not super too expensive, not, but it's like nice enough to like celebrate. Yeah. But I'm like, or five grand would be enough for us to upsize our house yeah. for four months. So I'm like, we could just save, save that. Save it. Because we even have, like, that's the dumbest thing. We have a bigger house that's ready for us to move in. Any March, we are ready to move into it. <laughs> like gotcha. We have a bigger yeah. house available to us so beginning in March, any start March Start counting we back want. from next March and make it like the goal and for so, next March. So that's the that's Because this the March thing. might be too soon. <laughs> oh, no. This March is too soon. Yeah. We've already said no <laughs> to this March. But a year March. from now. But make it... Possible. But we also have, and my dad was like, well, I don't understand why you don't want to do it now. And I was like, we have childcare expenses that yeah. we've never had before. So we have to like settle into that. So I was like, yeah. what if we just like save all of our money yeah. and like maybe two years from now move in, like two years we'll know our finances and you know, yeah. all of that. Well, and, so. and not so hot take, but my, my, I think weddings are stupid and I think we like, I guess I'm glad we had one, but I also at the time and still would have been much happy, like just as happy, yeah, putting the money towards a house, saving the money. Yeah. And um, we, you know, but we had a reception, we had a wedding, and like, I just I think, think it's different should. when you're younger too. Like, I, at the time, I didn't want to though. I wanted to just oh, elope. Really? And yeah. I still am, I still stand by that. And like I've got some some employees and coworkers who are like on that verge of getting married and stuff. And I'm like, don't spend the money on a reception. And they're I like, I'm not you, going to. I love the way that house. I actually really, really love the way that we got married and everything. Yeah. Like we decided essentially we were gonna be a family and we wanted to add kids to that family. We made that decision pretty early on. Right. But then we really like made that commitment, that, you know, expensive commitment. 
Right. <laughs> but, so you, you know, try to have kids first. At yeah. probably nine, nine months of dating, we were like, IVF, we're going to do it. We're going to have yeah. kids. And then, you know, when I just, you know, when we talked about like, oh, we should go, we should go look at rings. We should go. And we just like talked about that all the time. But once we transferred this little baby, I was like, I was like, I need a distraction. Let's go look at jewelry. He was like, okay, let's go. We got dressed and we went and we looked at and we bought my ring. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, and then you went and got married <laughs> I at the even love that like we went and we bought it. And Brian's like, okay, what credit card are we putting it on? And I was like, oh, we can put it on mine. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. It is, and it should because be because we have we have right. all communal. It's all fight. shared, like, and it should be a mutual decision anyway. Right. In every relationship, like it shouldn't be like the way it used to be, and like right. there's not dowry anymore. So well, why are we doing things? This? It's funny because he was he was the one who was like pushing like, oh, I think you know like he knew like kind of what size ring he thought I should get. He knew like about how much he thought we should spend, which was a lot yeah. more than what I was thinking, um, which is like kind of awesome but like right you know so he had those plans yeah but we've i mean we have also had i know some married couples who don't have communal finances yeah we've had communal finances since like five four or five months into dating yeah like we were like he was like oh you're better at paying bills on time go Aww. for it <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome mm-hmm I was like, okay, give me all your logins. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I do text him after I pay all the bills. I was like, your yeah. bank account is very low. Yeah. Do not spend anything in your bank account. <laughs> Use this credit card Aww. until payday. That's good. Gotta I, have, have, I have taken all of your cash. You've got to have the management. Someone has to manage it. Yeah. You know, somebody has to be the CFO. Somebody yeah. has to make dinner. Somebody has yeah. to do the finances. Exactly. You know, somebody has to make the decisions about other stuff, which is not me. I don't like making right. decisions. <laughs> I just like doing the easy operational things that right. like <laughs> that you that you know have to be done. Yeah, right, right. Like so, but that we're a running podcast. So, but <laughs> we should yeah. talk about running. <laughs> so yeah, a little tangent away. But like, uh, no, I think we should always talk, talk about life too. It's part of what oh, the yeah. show is about. Okay, so that tangent was all March. Yeah, Jeff's race weekend is going to be an awesome, amazing, yeah. incredible retreat yes. style weekend, and I want to be there. But I also can't. Like I think we've decided multiple times we can't justify the flight down there because right. it was so like everything kind of happened so late, and the duration of the weekend for us, like it's it's just really hard for. More on a deadline day for me for work. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, the short duration of a weekend and the expense, the expense of the flights at this point, basically. So that's sort of where... I know. Had we booked in January, we would have been... Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know, even November. Yeah. We, like, booked so it a long time ago. It's sad. Like, we're, we're ambassadors for Jeff, and I want to be there, and I want to be part of the event, and I want to be there to kind of talk up Jeff and be, you know, but I know, like, there'll be other opportunities. We'll make sure yeah. to... Um, get to some of the other opportunities. And, of course, we talk of Jeff here, and so we're still advocating for him. And, Absolutely. And, and, the, and everything that stands, you know, everything Galloway. But I know. I wish it's hard that, to be with, with we the group. And, and hopefully the race will come back in full force next year, mm-hmm. and we'll be able to go. And then, you know, they have Princess this weekend, which is so exciting. So yeah. Disney Princess weekend. So the Galloways will be there. So it's going to be, which is going to be amazing. That's one thing I also... Granted, I guess I didn't know Princess sign up was probably before I got pregnant. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I wish I had signed up for Princess. Like, it could have been my last run weekend. Oh, it's still like, I think you just gotta, you yeah. know, just roll with it and not look, not look at anything as an end yeah. point either. Like, pregnancy is not an end to your running. No, so no, it's just no, a matter, it's or just, the baby's not an end to your running. Like, I yeah, think you just have to like reframe. It just becomes more difficult. It definitely becomes more difficult to travel with an infant. Yeah. You know, um, certainly when she's a little bit older, but I mean. As much as I'm like, maybe I should sign up for a princess next year. Uh, I'm like, can I really do it with? She'll a be child like ten months old, one? so it's kind right. of like, is it worth it too? Because it's a lot of right. hassle. I mean, right. yeah, her flight will be free, but other than that, it's like a yeah, lot I of yeah. I can't bring a her, lot of hassle. Like, right. Then I'm bringing Brian, right, which is great. But then he's like, okay, I'm and you're at, getting up for two a.m. Runs. I'm at Disney. I don't have my yeah. guitar. I'm taking care of a baby. Like he he would 
probably rather be here where he has childcare and support and all exactly. of that other stuff. And so then I'm leaving my 10-month-old. Like, I can't do that. But maybe the following year yeah. we can all go, and then she's, like, closer to two and, yeah. you know, at least toddling around. And yeah. We're both – you just finished the book, and I'm reading it now, Brad Silver's Master of Change. And yeah. I think that's a really good, it's so good book to read for any stage of life, but, like, right now for you and definitely, like, just for me, too, being, like – my 40s, which are fabulous, but also, like, very hard. Different. Very different <laughs> yeah. from the rest of your life, And so right? it's very, like, you know, it's great to kind of reframe and be like, everything in life is change, and if it's not change, then it's actually, you're not moving forward. And so, yeah, it might feel like things are, like, you're losing yourself, but that is literally life. Like, it's a... It's right. Life is constant thing. change. Yeah. You actually get more friction, I think, by trying to stay yes. static. And I love in the book they talk. He talks a lot about instead of being in homeostasis, being in allostasis, yes. which is like being like formed, then breaking down, and then being in a new form, rebuilding and, into a new form. And that's like very like that's what we do as runners. That's what we do just in life as general as pe- life in general as people. And you know it can be tough, but it's also important and like. I don't know if you've gotten to the point where one of the most important things in change is kind of defining what your core values are and letting your values guide you through change because as everything else changes, your job, your family structure, where you live, all of these things can change. Who you are is to your core remains constant and that can be like a guidepost through this change. Right, and not necessarily things around you. Not yeah. not necessarily your interests or your hobbies yeah. or your, again, like you said, people in your life. Like, that's unfortunately part of life is there's yeah. death, there's divorce, there's, you know, all the things that change, your job loss, things like that. But it all, you know, yeah, so it's really, it's a really great uh, book. And, like, it definitely, like, helps to reflect that and just to, like, I think the last chapter not look back I mean, the either. last section, um, I know it was, like, the last two hours of the audiobook because mm-hmm. that's how I listened to it the last like two one and a half or one hour tracks um, was my favorite part of the book because it really talked about um, the P's of change and it's like when change happens you can either you can either panic and proceed and that's like bad <laughs> or you can do the four P's which is pause process plan and proceed and I'm like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Like, I'm going to pause, pause process, process, plan, and proceed. Nice. And it, like, keeps you from getting, like, like anxious about it. Right, so, right, from freaking out yeah. about the change. So, and yeah. what's cool is, like, I listened to that book at the same time that I'm doing a course on radical collaboration, mm-hmm. which is essentially setting up your your industry or your organization to where people aren't afraid to have crazy and wacky ideas and contribute in ways because they're not afraid of of any retaliation so they can say what's on their mind and give a suggestion and you know they're not afraid to fail too because organizations that and organizations that have radical collaboration or have failures are actually more successful in the long term than organizations that don't have failures on their on their like group work or whatever. Right, that makes sense. Because if you're too afraid to fail, you're actually too afraid to be risky enough to be successful. Yeah. And it comes so. back to that change thing, right? Like coming coming together and talking about here's things we could do differently and people having, you know, even like yeah, letting the, you know, anyone yeah. in the in the practice like in the firm say, I think we should do this. And allowing that, you know, in, like a lot of firm places will kind of stick to guard, their older pause, way, right? Take a breath, right? Go, okay, let me Pro- process, process this, that. and then go, okay, how? Like, let's flush it out. How right. would this work? Like, let's right. let's catch the you know parts where it might fail before they fail, and let's work to get let's collaborate yeah. to actually make it possible and successful. And sometimes you find out shit, that actually won't work. But, like, sometimes you find out, wow, this is really great and yes. we can do this. And this is a better and, way of doing things. you know, to circle that back to running, I feel like 
that's the same sort of thing. Like, I know so many runners, they start with 5Ks, and they're like, I could never run a half marathon. And then they run a half marathon, and they're like, I am fine with a half marathon. I could never run a marathon. And then they, you know, you do yeah. those those things that you say. They're not true. And then you've got people, you know, on the other side, you've made your identity with running marathon or running, a, you know, a longer distance. And at different phases of life, you have to step back, and it does doesn't mean that you're not still an athlete. Doesn't take away those those accomplishments. You're just in a different season working on something else, and that's I'm kind of grasping that. Like last night, I literally ran for 0.8 of a mile because, <laughs> like, yeah, that's I okay. Was, tired. was that like ten was, minutes or something? Like- I was on the treadmill. It wasn't even. It was like nine. <laughs> it was like nine minutes and three seconds or something like yeah. that. Like. I was, I put on shoes I didn't like, so I had to jump off and change my shoes, and then Brian got home, and I, like, I got home from work so late, so it got started so late, and I was like, you know what, that's it. That's enough, though. Like, I am done right now, I don't need to do anything more. And that's enough, and you have to be okay with that, and I think that's also, um, like, coming into this cycle for a 10-miler and looking at, I can, obviously, cannot sit there and say, well, what did I do the 10-miler in two years ago? What did I do the 10-miler in? My PR is right. in 2018, 2018, six years ago. And, and those are not necessarily relevant anymore. And I think that's a struggle that a lot of, I see a lot of people well, who are in that struggle where they're trying to get back and they're trying to do that same thing as before. And it's like, but you're a different human now. And I know you were like, we were talking about how the plan only peaks at like, it peaks at about 25 miles a week. And you're like, oh, but I've done so much. Like, remember we broke 120 where we were peaking at 23 miles a week. Like, well, it was actually, it was closer to this. I looked at the, at what we did in, yeah. in that spring when we were shooting. But it wasn't, it wasn't 40, 40, no, it wasn't 40. No, it was 33 or something. And we were not doing any speed work, but we were right. doing a lot of Faster 60 30s. We just did a lot mm-hmm. of 60 30s. Mm-hmm. We actually were, so they were in the nines, but they were not hard running. Right. We did very little or to no speed work. Yeah. And so this will be a similar build where there's, except the difference in this, build is there's a lot of speed work if you look at if you go from Jeff's book so book, we, yeah so we're going from Jeff's 5k 5k 10k, 10K book. book we're using the same structure format mm-hmm. however the 400s are going to be replaced with different workouts so that just to keep some variety right. and just also knowing that you respond really well to longer running and speed work like speed work might help you in a shorter race um you're running faster in your intervals now and you've learned to run faster yeah. in your intervals that I don't necessarily think you need to be limited to running 400s because remember, um, even up to 800, Chris will sometimes assign them without a walk break where they run this pace for the entire for the distance without a walk break. Right. That's the Eeyore way to do it. Yes. Instead, Instead we're going to be doing way. the Tigger way where it's like, okay, like use this interval run this pace or like run this distance, run this pace, but use this interval. That's your speed work. So you almost have like mini, mini speed work sessions within each distance interval, you know? And, and I think that was something else we used to do a lot is vary the intervals where we're like, okay, let's hit 740 for all of these, but let's do Two and twenty, ninety thirty, or right. two and thirty, ninety thirty, two Try thirty, out the and different thirty. Run speeds, basically, and so that you're varying your running pace and form. So yeah, what's interesting fun. is <laughs> like two years ago in 2022, I was training for a marathon, I was training for New York, and so I did have some runs in the midweek runs that would be like two to three mile blocks or something, mm-hmm. which is similar to what this plan has. Some like two to three the race to four, rehearsals. yeah, race yeah. rehearsal blocks, and I would use like something like a two and thirty and thirty interval 230 and 30 which would generate you know an 8 to 830 pace per average yeah and I didn't know what to use yesterday because it's been a long time since I've tried to do anything faster and I was like well let me put something on that's gonna be comfortably hard I don't want it to be too hard that I can't run for longer than the duration it was three miles and I put on I was like well 60 30 might be a little too short so I was like let me try 115 so 75 seconds and 30 and they, without meaning to, they averaged 8.30 for the three miles. They were descending, which even though I was going uphill towards the end of it. Yeah. And that was really, like, 
really like for surprising to see uh-huh. that 115 and 30 was generating what I used to be doing 230 yeah. and 30 with. Yeah. And so like again, cutting our intervals, we've seen it get faster. And I keep wanting to say that. And I want to, I want to tell, I know not, it doesn't work for everyone. A lot of people are like, well, you guys are unicorns or whatever. But I do want to say that if you're going with a 430 or four and 30 no, I, for an I eight minute mile, agree. that may be I would too disa- long. I would disagree that, that it doesn't work for anyone because it is essentially taking the idea of strides and speed work and applying it over an entire run. Yeah. When we started being able to go into the low tens with 1530s, that's what's causing you to be able to run. Yes. Like, right? Low 10s with 1530s is, like, unheard of. Right. And we have multiple, like, within a training block or within a long run where it's like, oh, no, we were, like, 1018. Oh, no, we were 1011. Oh, no, we yeah. should, like, slow down. Yeah. Like, you know, that that is running in that 620 pace. So that's increasing. And when you, when you raise the... It, you're raising the ceiling of your speed, and then once that ceiling's raised, you can raise your, you can lengthen the time that you can hold those, those speeds. And that's actually something I'm doing on the treadmill, is rather than running slower, I'm taking longer walk breaks and running 9.0, which is 6:40 on the treadmill. And I'm trying to go above that because I would rather do these little sprint sessions, which is going to help keep my keep my speed and then take longer recoveries. Yeah. So, so I'm doing a lot of that. Like, also, it's so much more tolerable than just like kind right. of slowly to run for a short to, amount of right. time because the pounding of bounce or balancing yeah. or anything like you don't bounce as much when you're running with that fast running form. Right. And that's the other thing, too, is it gives you your fast-running form. And I think it's taken – it takes time, so yeah. it's not overnight. And that's what's – but it's it's been – like you said, it's because we short, shortened our intervals on everything yeah. that now I'm seeing it in play on – so I was averaging probably around 7 minutes mile or something like that for my runs versus yesterday. Versus 740. Right, versus 740. But I felt comfortable at the end of three miles. I felt like I easily could have gone another mile yeah. at that pace. I stopped it because it was like, well, this is the intent of this workout. Right. Although I do need to get my workouts – from you, but like yeah. what's interesting is that um, now I'm gonna put them in V dot today. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. So then tomorrow, what's crazy about this plan, the five k and the ten k plan? So Tuesday you've got these race rehearsals, and then every other Tuesday it's race rehearsal or Monday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever day. The other every other week it's a magic mile. The other day of the week, the Thursday or the Wednesday, whatever day you run on, is basically it's speed it's work. 400s. It's like four hundreds, <laughs> which some <laughs> might be eight hundreds for me or whatever because I'm doing a longer. Yeah. But it's crazy how every, basically every weekday run is some kind of speed work, which I at first was extremely daunted by it looking at Jeff's yeah. book. I was like, oh my God. And I know you had told me this too. And I was like, yeah. well, this is like, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. And then I realized, you know what though? It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Because running fast is fun. It and is. And because I'm doing this, unfortunately, doing this alone, like because you're- And tax season. And tax season. But it'll make- It'll make it the reason that I, like, I'll have a reason to get up in the morning yeah. if I don't just have an easy run. I'll get up and say, well, you know what? I'm going to feel really good after this run because it feels like you accomplished something when you get some speed work done. Like, at the end right. of that, you feel great. You're like, wow, I really did that. I was shocked with my pace because the book or the uh, magic mile, what I should be doing is, like, a nine-minute pace for a 10-miler. And I was like, well, I think I'm a little faster than that. So I, Oh, yeah, 100%. Even though I was basing it off the 5K two weeks ago. Right. But that 5K two weeks ago was almost more you know, in line with, it was not in line with necessarily what my magic mile will be. So when I do a magic mile next week. I think 830 is a good 10 miler like goal pace. Like, so to do your race rehearsals there and we'll just kind of go back from there. And if your magic mile gets you to where your prediction is faster for it, then, then we'll adjust. But I think that's a great kind of leap of faith, like where you are, because in 830 is what, like a 25 I think it's 125, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't so. even think an 830 is a leap of faith, really, for right, me. Right, right. No, no, I think that's, it's, a, it's a good it's a good. I think it's a baseline. Base starting yeah. point. Leap of faith would be starting something point. faster. Yeah. But, like, but it's a good place to well, start. Well, I remember and I, we yeah. did a hilly 10-miler last year in 128. With 60-30s. Uh, with 60-30s. So, like, you're, you're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be fine. Yeah, and again, it's like, it is, but again, it's like this, you know, And this is everything. a great fast course, too. Yeah. Um, the one thing is that I'm really excited. Like, I really want to see you negative split this course because I have never run a positive split on this course, ever. 
Yeah. So from halfway, like I have run a fast first mile. Yeah, the first mile. Halfway, halfway. Unless they change it, yeah. The first half is always, and we're talking. My negative splits are like three or four seconds. Like they're not huge, but I've always negative split this course. Yeah, I only ran it the one time. I'll have to see what my split was, but it was so fast. Um, Mm -hmm. Blew away any expectation. It was first mile. It was like a six minute PR. It was at one fourteen. I know I'm not touching that anytime soon, but like. The fact that I ran a 120 in 2022 shows me that I still post yeah. Julian have speed. It's you there. Do. And I can continue to work on it and build it regardless of like even though my body will keep changing, but it's allostasis. It's not homeostasis. That's so right. I just That's have, right. you know, so and you know, we can the track workouts are going to actually be easier to meet up than the yeah. long, than the and the magic miles too. Easier because for a magic mile, you just have, um, and I, so the way I write a magic mile workout is it's a total five mile workout. Mm -hmm. And so you have kind of a mile warm up and you're going to do strides or, uh, Jeff's, Jeff's, uh, and acceleration gliders. Then you're going to take a short recovery. Then you're going to do your magic mile. Then you cool down. So I I write it as a five mile workout. It can be shortened to four, but it's about a five mile workout. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, if we go to the track for speed work, like that's something that we'll be able to do together or even doing it on the trail, picking a nice flat section on the trail and just kind of going back and forth on it, like that we can still be out there together. Like I actually really like for repeats and it stinks because it's, it is uphill one way, but it's downhill the other. I like going from sunrise to wheelie. Yeah. Um, that like little section. That's a good still, stretch. Like that section is like really good for repeats. For four yeah. hundreds, I think you don't even need all of it. I think you can almost just do sunset to sunrise. Yeah, and I also like from my house. Like there's no crosswalks for a stretch, right. so I do, I do like the. <laughs> there's a good section where yeah, one way it is uphill. So coming back. Yesterday it was uphill, you know, at the end of my three miles block. Yeah. But like it was, but there's very little cross walk. Yeah. So that's nice because I don't want to have to stop because that just messes up your messes oh, up your cadence. Yeah, and, and I think and I think that's also like false sense of security when I see people hitting certain paces in their workouts and pauses <laughs> because of pauses and yeah. like or they have treadmill or they have an Apple Watch and I see them then, you know, running a slower pace in their in their race and it's like well I think I think there's some most of the time though when people are running slower in their races it has to do with not running their easy runs slow enough. exactly like I cannot emphasize that enough yeah not emphasize <laughs> I know, enough same. that on your easy runs you really there's no such thing as too easy right on your warm-ups and cool downs there's no such thing as too easy like on your if it's walking recovery walk and take recovery like Yes, there is. You can, like, kind of go too far. If the intention is to do these repeats and to build some fatigue, you need to build the fatigue so you can't take extra too long, long of recoveries. recovery. Mm-hmm. But I remember talking to Dale a long time ago when she was doing a pretty intensive, and I can't remember whose plan. Probably Hanson or something. She was doing a pretty intensive marathon training plan, and she was doing speed work, and her recoveries weren't even half the length of the The repeat repeat. and I was like these like these repeats are essentially going to throw you in the trash like you're not going to get anything out of them because it's too long of sustained fast running you have to recover for minimum not maximum minimum half the amount of time that it took you to do the thing when your repeats are under a mile when they're over a mile like three to five minutes is usually enough because you're not running sprint speed but like for 200s 400s 600s 800s you need at least half the amount of time that it took you to do that thing I personally like walking recovery versus standing recovery but but each their own right I don't like I don't like jog recovery. I don't think it's enough recovery. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I think people run too fast on their jog recovery. Yes, exactly. I think it then just becomes a long tempo. Yeah. Versus a speed workout. I'm with you. I and I and I think that's like a controversial, whatever. Because a lot it's of people a think, hot take. Yeah, it's a hot take. But I don't know about that. I mean, for true speed, when we're talking like actual speed you know, closer to your top ends for those distances, which that's the other thing Galloway does 
more than other people is like Galloway stuff. It's like closer to your top end. It's actually it's polarized. It's actually polarized. Yeah. And then it's also um, built into the plans is it like these long over distance. And that's yeah. the thing that people probably be shocked too. If you're, unless you're just doing a just to finish plan. For a plan, 10K. For a 10K, you run a 14, 14 mile miles. training run. T- more than twice the distance. And yeah. so, and for a half, it's usually at least 17. And yeah. so I think a lot of people will be, you know, if they're new to it, they might be like, wow, this is crazy, but it's but it, builds, it works and you and you don't feel like you ran a 14 miler when you run it, it slow enough. So much confidence going right. over distance. Um it really does. Like it builds the it just builds confidence. I was thinking about those those runs. Um you know if you run all the way here for your long runs, and then oh, we yeah. run together, and then idea. you run home. That'll be your long run. So this Sunday, because I think I'm going to do like ten or twelve this Sunday. So yeah. I'll I'll run to you, and we'll we'll figure out something. And then we can do a little run, and then oh, I can either finish with you and drive you back, or you can run home. Yeah, because <laughs> it's, it's I perfect. think it's like three and a half miles. Yeah. Uh, it's something to like that. Because I've done that. So. I came to walk Penny before, and I think it was like three and a half to yeah. run here and walk her, and then three and a half back or something. And I've yeah. run to the track here with yeah. But and then right now, like I hope it'll warm up because right now the track would be frost covered. So I don't want to yeah. go to the track until it's not frost covered. Ugh, I'm tired of winter. I know, me too. I'm, I'm over spring. winter. I'm over winter. I'm like ready, like obviously I'm ready to like meet my baby and hold yeah. her. I'm also just like ready to like not be pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I also love it, and I don't want to rush it. Like, so I have very conflicting feel, it's, feelings. It's so hard. Yeah, it's such, so it's many such a hard thing that we women But as to I'm, like, laying in bed last night feeling just so, like, and I, like, have to put a pillow, like, a small pillow yeah. under my bump mm-hmm. because, like, if otherwise. If you sleep on your side, like, which you have to sleep on your side at this point. I wake up on my back every day <laughs> freaking okay. out that my Freaking out that I'm going to die. No. Because Brian was like, oh, it's not dangerous for the baby. It's dangerous for you. I was like, oh, no. No. Uh, anyway, so I like put my <laughs> pillow under my bump, and I'm, like, trying to sleep, and she's, like, dancing and, like, kicking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. Aww. I just want to go to bed. And, like, she's like, bump, 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 yeah. bump, 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 kicking me. <laughs> And, like, thank goodness, like, we were at the doctor. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even tell everybody about the doc- this doctor's appointment. It's oh, crazy. yeah. Yeah. So they were like, oh, well, an active baby is a good baby or is a healthy baby. I was like, okay, great. great. So she's the very active. She's kicking That's all the awesome. time. Of course. Um, So I went to this doctor. And she's like, so are you getting some exercise? I was like, yeah. I'm, you know, running two to three times a week, usually 30 to 45 minutes. And I'm walking 30 minutes most days. And she goes, that's too much. I was like, what? <laughs> and she goes, well, you shouldn't walk. You can walk up to 30 minutes, but don't go over. And walking is enough. And I was like, um, but the American the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology recommends a minimum of 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity during Which pregnancy. might be faster than a walk for uh, some it people. It does say, it does say yeah. power walking Power walking is definitely enough. counts. Power walking is enough. Yeah. I was like, and it also says, if your body was used to doing it before, you can continue and your you pregnancy. Yeah. And the only concern would be is if you are not gaining weight or if you are losing weight. And neither one of, none of those things are happening. And she's like, well, I had a patient who was riding a jet ski at 23 weeks, and it caused her to go into labor because the pounding caused the baby to fall out. Oh, my gosh. First of all. And I was like, I was like, and she's like, and you know, running is just, and she like demonstrated it. She just goes, pound, pound, pound. And I was like, how are you running like that bad? Also, also, a jet I agree. Ski. The jet ski is <laughs> a bad idea. Like right in between your legs, where the cervix is. The other, the other piece of it is, <laughs> like, unless your cervix is like already open, the baby's not going to fall out. It's not yeah. going to cause early labor. No, that's not what causes the, woman's labor. The other, but, like, the other piece of it is. Bed rest has not been shown with cervical incompetency, has not been shown to prevent preterm labor, right? So, like, the only thing that can help that is a cerclage, is, like, closing the cervix and, like, 
nothing. Yeah, and nothing. that's going to be <laughs> determined not by what the, the activity. And plus, like jet skis are not right. What? What's not the What's same? Comparison? Right? It's not the same. And like, I get it. Like horseback riding, I do worry when I see people I know doing stuff like that during late pregnancy because I'm like, there's a fall risk involved, and that and but, that's but, really but like running is not. I yes. like read through oh all of gosh. ACOG's recommendations, like, and then I like emailed my actual doctor, and yeah. I'm like. I'm like, so the doctor told me this. And she goes, you can keep running. She goes, yeah, that's fine. That's keep insane. running. Oh, there's always some <laughs> but opinion like, that there's a lot of opinions in pregnancy. I'm like, so. here I am, a fit woman trying to stay fit for yeah. my baby. I am absolutely tempering my activity because I do get pelvic pain yeah, if I push just too hard. Yeah. Right? So I am listening to my body. Yeah. I'm... Trying to do everything right, and here I am being told junk science. Right, and I'm arguing. I'm arguing with actual ACOG. science. I'm, but I'm <laughs> arguing ACOG's position to, to an OBGYN. <laughs> it's nuts. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, it was it was crazy. That's I like literally ridiculous. pulled it up. I was like, but ACOG recommends. Yeah, and she's like, well, I just know in my practice, and I was no. like, I was like, true. Doctors do see things that are yeah. different. That I do believe clinical practice, but I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was like, well, I'm very light on my feet when I run. And then I started to think about it, and I'm like, you know what? When I run faster, and I really like it, forces me to think of my think of my form. Mm-hmm. So when I'm running faster, I'm actually supporting my bump. Like your baby bump isn't a boob. It's not going to go up <laughs> and down no matter what you do. Right. It's got abdominal muscles in front of it. So if you contract those muscles as you're running, it's supported. It's like, and like then there are belly supports and other things that you can wear too. Yeah, if you have discomfort. Yeah. But it's, yeah, proper running form. You're not pounding along. And like, (laughs) I mean, Jeff's cadence drills and and acceleration gliders. Those are like, how do you work on your running form? Those are super light on your feet too. Yeah, and that's the whole idea. I should probably do drills. The forward lean. Like, I agree. Like, all of that is like, you know. And when we ran this weekend and I was practicing that forward lean, Mm -hmm. like, I was noticing, like, we were doing, like, granted you had the stroller, but I was, like, able to kind of, like, move pretty quickly with that, like, feel. Right. Now, you do, uh, I fatigue when I'm, like, thinking about my form, too. Like, that's a lot of work. Like, yeah. I'd like to just be able to relax and slog. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just crazy. One other thing I thought we should talk about is, did you see the, the thing I tagged you in on MRTT? Yes. About, like... So she, but what I, missed, I reread it late pregnancy, and the person had run during this pregnancy first trimester. It was oh, okay. a previous, previous pregnancy. Okay. So yes, so a person had reached out. A woman had reached out that she's looking for kind of advice. She's pregnant. She's um, going to. She's looking at running a half marathon at thirty at thirty weeks. weeks. Which I got to tell you, I could. <sighs> pro- oh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I did ten miles like three weeks ago. Yeah. And you I was hurt in after. so much you pain hurt after. after. <laughs> and I did. I was like, listen. And you were 26, 20, what were you? I was, uh, 26. 20, something like yeah, that. Yeah, 26 weeks. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to run that late in pregnancy. There was another runner. She's a like an elite, um, you know, on Instagram. And she was like going, she was going to go for a sub two at 35 weeks. Mm-hmm. And she just posted that, nope, it's out she yeah. is not, it's not happening. Her mileage isn't happening. She's not getting, and she's freaking like pro who, you know, 40 miles a week is nothing to her. Like, yeah. that's a baby week. And like, I could still see, like, I could still see doing 40 mile weeks chopped up into, you know, 10 four mile runs. Well, if but you're, not or if you're like, if you're a normally a 90 mile a weeker, then a right. 40 mile week is nothing. And so, so but for most people, I think the pelvic pain is, yeah. for me is just yeah. a lot. That like, would, that I would be a that, lot. I know that, I know that's not like what everybody experiences in pregnancy. And I don't know if I caused that. I don't know if marathon training through the f- first trimester is what caused this instability, or if I was going to get oh, this I think no matter you had what. It anyway, yeah, so. don't put any blame on yourself. But I, yeah, yeah, I just think, you know, I mean, to each their own. And like, if she wants to continue for that goal, and lots of people did comment about their experiences of running a marathon or a half marathon, I should say, at thirty or thirty-one or thirty-three weeks. But yeah. I just, yeah, I, I think that. 
I think it's a that's a reach, and I think people should just yeah. It's not like you can't run a half marathon. Although but a lot of people might say that I was lot. crazy to do a marathon at twelve, at 12, at 12 weeks. weeks. People like, did. People did. People asked like. Is that safe? Like, are yeah. you sure you should be doing that? She should. She should be making sure she's safe. She should be listening to her body. I'm like, she is. Like, I had people asking me and about my, you. You know, it's funny because my doctor was like, "Have fun." Like when I was like, "So can I do a marathon at 12 weeks?" She goes, "Yeah, don't get dehydrated." Yeah, she said, yeah. "Slow down and don't get dehydrated." Yeah. So that's what we did, and like. Had she not said slow down, don't get dehydrated, I might have pushed myself harder on that day, which that day was that It day was a was very hot hard. day. That day was hard. Yeah, it was um, in the 80s. But I'm really, you know, I'm really, I'm happy that it's we hard did it. I don't think that I would recommend it to other people. Yeah. I think it, it was, was. And it also would have been different had I gotten pregnant spontaneously right. during I think, Without having all, I, I the, think it would yeah. have been a little different. But like to have had that planned, <laughs> that was like, oh, I'll be twelve weeks. That's great. I'll run this. <laughs> no, and even if you had got like when I got pregnant spontaneously with Julian, I didn't. I backed off. I That's knew. That's what I'm saying. You, I knew you were that smart it, and backed off. It didn't make sense, despite my fitness and despite having run a marathon in May, a marathon in June. And, and then a I, 22 miler or something in, in September. September. While pregnant. That's when I backed off. I was like, you know what? I Because it didn't feel good. The 20 yeah. something milers didn't feel good. I backed off and I said, you know, half my half marathons are great. And I still did like three. You still did a bunch of half, half marathons. Half marathons at least. And, and like I just like that was one of the things that I was telling this woman about 30 weeks. I'm like, like you – Went from an easy, relatively easy sub two at sixteen weeks, yeah, to a very Struggling. difficult two twenty, two twenty five, yeah. It, granted, it was humid at Disney, right. but like it was difficult. Like your body, like you were in pain. You had to pee a lot. Your heart rate felt bad. Like yeah. nothing about it felt good. Right, and the accomplishment of finishing wasn't necessarily worth. Nope. The suffering. Nope, it wasn't. Like, I don't look back at that and say, yeah, it's so good that I did that because I proved X. Like, I do not think, first of all, you do not need to prove anything ever, pregnant or not. Like, there's no, I need right. to prove anything by running I mean, the any only distance or time. good thing that came out of that was that picture of us with your husband and with Woody. <laughs> that was fine. That's, yeah, so like, the best That picture. was great. Because we, we were, were just buzz light year. <laughs> and it was, yeah, and then Scott, like, didn't plan to run with us or dress up but he like randomly had stuff that worked as a woody-ish costume in yeah his he had bag. Blue, blue shorts a yellow shirt yeah and, and a, like, red band- a red bandana thing. how did red, he even have a red i think bandana. it was mine oh, it was okay. like a headband or something okay. um it's like a buff yeah that's right okay. and so like it was so cute that we got to do that yeah. and i but yeah like you i do not look back and, and during you know that time i didn't look back and say oh i had to accomplish x with being pregnant but it I mean, at the time, I probably did because at the time I was like, "Well, I'm I'm this fit going into it. I wanted to." Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. I know. I was telling so. I was telling my daughter that last night when <laughs> she's like, "What does that mean?" Um, oh, it means you're. It's really good to see what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that you always Ugh. can look back and be like, "Yeah, it wasn't worth it." And so, yeah, I mean, just listen to your body and yeah. don't and you don't know how you'll feel and don't set ridiculous goals or whatever. And that's where, again, yeah, that's where we're like, well, it doesn't necessarily make sense to fly to Atlanta. Yeah. My, old, my <laughs> only ridiculous goal is like, I still really want to get my 50 mile badge on Garmin. So I'm going to try to jump on the treadmill again today. You know, if I good. can get two or three miles in today, that'll be good because I feel pretty good other than good. just being exhausted. Tired. Yeah. Just oh yeah. That being was being exhausted. And my HRV yeah. is like, down and I yeah. like did a little reading actually today. Pregnancy causes that, but yeah. one of the things that I've noticed is my heart rate is actually my heart rate actually lowers on days that I run, not just walk. Interesting, and yeah. it lowers like the day after. So obviously there is some benefit to yeah. me running, yeah, and getting yeah. some more moderate moderate intensity versus just walking. That's cool. So, and that's the other piece, like for someone who is relatively fit, walking is actually not enough for, that is not moderate intensity exercise. And so if they're recommending 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise and your heart rate is staying 
really low. Like, that's not moderate intensity. Right. So. Yeah, you do have to look at that. And the same, that would go for, like, in, in Jeff's plans where you've got a 30-minute walk or cross-train. Now, you know, it depends on how you feel and whether you want to actually cross-train. But a 30-minute walk might not be cross-training, depending on how you take that walk. Yeah, but with it Jeff's, might be. With it, Jeff's I mean, plans, I think that it's okay. Like, because right. it's also, it's 30-minute It's optional. Walk cross-train or off. Exactly. So, it's optional. And so a walk is plenty right. for his plans. Um, just because, you know, you really can be successful running three, only yes. three days a week with Jeff's plans. A hundred percent. So, and then especially if you're, if you have a history of injuries, if you're coming off of an injury cycle, it be conservative at the very beginning. Um, and that being conservative can only pay off because if you get something flares up in the first two weeks, it's going to be with you the rest of the cycle. So, yeah. Um, I have, before we wrap up, I have another review that came on um, about our pod. And it's been a little while. I just, I meant to mention it, but thank you people who listen and, and review and and rate. You're so awesome. You're so sweet. So this one's from um, Melly524. She says, great running podcast. Wish I would have found this sooner. I'm considering exploring the Galloway Method for my upcoming training season, and they provide realistic and valuable advice for everyday runners with busy lives. Looking forward to listening to more. Oh, So, yes. yeah, I'm glad that, like, that's where I'm like, we got to still talk about everyday life, too, because we're not pros yeah. and we're not experts. We are just regular people who run, who love to run, and who... It's, you know, we but are people who run. On the we're not runners, right? Like, we're not, you're not yeah, a runner, you're a person who runs. people that run. And... So right now you know, I'm a people that I'm a people that works a lot. And me too. I'm a <laughs> oh person God. that has a ridiculous amount of overtime this week and it will not end. <laughs> for yeah. Until I feel eight like weeks I'm drowning now. at work. Oh no. <laughs> it's I, all right. I totally it's know fine. the feeling. <sighs> so, but yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you and guys so much for subscribing listening. Subscribing and rating um, us. Yeah, so subscribe wherever you listen. If you have an iPhone, open Apple Podcasts or whatever the podcast app is and like us, subscribe, five stars there us. anyway. Even thank if you, you don't use that app, um, Spotify, yeah. all of those places. Um, that really helps us. And then, I mean, I don't know how it helps us because we don't have any sponsors. But it helps so people find us. And it then does help people find people us. People listen. And I guess that helps. It helps. It helps sure. us. We like it. It makes us happy. It makes us feel really good. <laughs> and then um, you can you can support the podcast by going to rungallowaygirls.com slash shop. Uh, you can also shop beautycounter.com, beautycounter.com slash rungallowaygirls. There's actually a really good deal right now. It's like spend $150 and you get a free water cream. Spend $250, Ooh. you get a free ceramide water cream. And my favorite alpha hydroxy mask, which I'm like obsessed with. That's what's like saving me this pregnancy. Those two products actually that are for free. Nice. Those are my like fave twos. They're so really nice products too. They're my absolute and faves. We don't make any money off it, but it'll offset our Squarespace. Yeah, basically, basically we pay like we just pay a lot to keep this going. a year for the website and then everything else like yeah. 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 <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's great. It's so fun. Someday we're going to break even. Yeah. That's <laughs> the goal. So, All right. Well, well maybe you. we should do another t-shirt round because that actually. That was fun too. That was super fun and it paid for all the materials and I think it, I think we did, we're like, I think we were like $6 profitable. There you go. For the t-shirt And we have some dropship shirts a lot on shirts. the website. So if, you know, if you want to support, you can support. Yeah. If not, your support is by listening. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And we're going to go to work right now. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>